Hello? Hey, man. Are you ready to go? I hope you are, because I'm going. Yep. All right, so you want to hear something that's... Okay, I'm getting ready to do this thing. Uh, Welcome, folks, by the way, to uh, episode... Is this three or four? What are we doing? Four. Five. Four. Four. Episode four of Bulldog and Kaz, the the podcast. So I'm getting ready to do this, and I'm looking for uh, some track to lead us off, right? I'm sitting there saying, I want some music to take us in. What are the copyright laws for using 30 seconds? That fair... Are you familiar with fair use rule when it comes to copyright yeah um you can use you can use 30 seconds of it but it doesn't become an issue unless the um the holder gets wind that you're actually making money off of it but to just uh, use it for an intro for something like this is not a problem trust me oh uh, okay no no I, I i know we're not making money off it i get it but i've always believed uh in the copy, the thirty seconds of music um, that you're allowed to use little clips. Uh, uh, it's it's called fair use. It's like a, a copyright uh, uh, a provision that allows you to use like thirty seconds of music without copyright obligation. Yeah, guess, no, get, no, no. Guess, guess guess what? It it's not true. Yeah. No, it's a myth. It is a total total myth. You're not allowed to use any. You're not allowed to use any. I always thought you could. And I just found out today you can't. Isn't that something? Okay, but see this is this is how this is how you look at it. Because this is how it's all always been done. If you you use uh, somebody else's material and you make a uh, you make a hit record, a hit song a hit TV show, whatever the case may be, then the artist gets wind of it, or the publisher, the person that holds the publisher rights gets wind of it, then it's the issue. But the truth of the matter is, what is the chance, and not just this instance, but what is the chance that that copyright holder is going to swing by this okay. particular show? Well, here's the thing. I, I know a whole bunch of people that are sitting in prison right now, sitting there going, what is the chance with all the with all the fucking drug activity going on in the world right now, what is the chance that they're going to find uh, us with a couple kilos in the back of this car with all the cars <laughs> on the road, with all this? Yeah, what are the chances? Uh-huh. What All right, I understand the paranoia. So, okay, so we, uh, I'm using it anyway. I don't care. I got some cool music. We're using it. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> All right. With that said, <laughs> it is episode four of Bulldog and Kaz, the podcast. Today, we got to get into a whole bunch of different things and topics and, and a lot of stuff going on out there that we could uh, we could hit on. Uh, number one, talking about hitting on things. Ace, you're close to Chicago. What the hell is going on starting last night? By the way, folks, it is uh, August 10th of 2020. Last night, the city erupted again in an act of craziness. Craziness. You know, I must, I, I gotta say, I'm embarrassed. I must have not seen the news, and I try to make it my business to watch it at least twice a day 
I haven't heard anything, so bring me up to see. All right, so, so apparently what happened last night, another uh, a random night of absolute uh, ridiculous window-breaking, looting, rioting, whatever you want to call it. Um, they set their sights this time on the Gold Coast area, Oak Street, Michigan Avenue, that whole area. Uh, they decided to break the windows of the Apple store, the, uh, uh, I don't know what other store, some uh, some high-end jewelry stores and clothing stores. Even, you ready for this? They even they even broke the windows and robbed Portillo's. The Portillo's? They went into Portillo's to go get something to oh eat, apparently. Oh, my God, y'all tripping now. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're going. You're going to Portillo's. For hot dogs in the middle of your looting, stupid. Yeah, you're not tripping now. Yeah, we Portillo's the hell alone. I, no, I, I mean, really, this this is just the craziness. And you know, I guess it hits a lot a lot harder from uh, uh, you know people listening here who don't know Chicago. It's it's just a place where you know Al Capone came from. But when we're talking about this thing, and I'm you know talking about this, yeah, I, I do have a very soft spot for soft spot for that city. It's it's still my city. It's always going to be my city, and. And to think those are the streets that I grew up on, those are the streets I ran around on, those are the streets that I had fun on. And and that particular area, that's the best of the best. You know, Michigan Avenue and Oak Street. That that I mean, you can't do a lot better than that in our city. You know, you talk about Times Square yeah. in New York and and the uh the, the Champs Elysees in France. I mean, Michigan Avenue is one of those it's called the Magnificent Mile for a reason. And right. The big story here right this minute is the weather. We have tropical storm winds outside and torrential rains going on. The power went out in Walmart, if you can believe that. So, um, no, yeah, I, 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 I can't. Would, I find it hard to believe that a Walmart would not have a generator. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking at the news now, and yeah, they are talking about the unrest that was in Chicago. Okay, but why? What is this about now? Okay, I, uh, the, what, 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 what's the problem? Well, well, well. here's the messed up part. I was kind of counting on you. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I didn't find out about it. I felt like I found out late. Um, you really found out late. Hey, you do know what happened with the World Trade Center in New York in 2001, right? You, you're, you're 9-11. Okay, you know that. Wait a I'm just all right, kidding. All right. All right. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I, I'm starting to get the picture now. What happened? It's because the mayor is restricting well, she's restricting access in downtown now, but I'm, I'm, I'm still unclear as to what, as to what set this off. You know, she, okay, they had, um, they, everybody was gathered together at a park and at a beach in over Mon- the weekend. Yeah, in my, at Montrose Beach. I saw that, yes. Yeah, and they, and they, they closed that right. down. Right. I mean, it just, it, this just could be a reaction. Up every time you turn around, she's kicking people. I mean, all right, everybody shouldn't be gathering, okay, together. Right. I mean, okay, we, but, but, but still, I mean, you, you, just, you cannot keep people from going outside. Right. You know, you can't keep people. From but in, and I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not def- defending the mayor or anything else, but. Large gatherings, uh, I, I believe, I, and I don't, I don't know this, okay, because I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But large gatherings seem to be a mistake. 
It seems to be after large gatherings, a lot of people come together. You may have somebody who's uh, um, uh, positive for this COVID, and they spread it to one person. And and you've seen that thing where you drop a ping pong ball on a bunch of mousetraps and they bounce all over the place. You know, d- does that oh, happen? Yeah. Does yeah. that happen? I'm I'm guessing the large gatherings a bad idea. So while I, I and I certainly don't agree with looting. So. I, I don't no, think anything. No, no, I don't no. think there's anything that she could do. I don't care if she locks you in your house. I think that it's a mistake for the this looting thing. Just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, what are you taking it out on me for? Yeah, right. You no, know? looting is definitely looting is definitely not the way to solve any no. problem. Because I mean, it's like I've said a thousand times. I mean, we ain't doing nothing but punishing ourselves. Right. Uh, when we when we do that, I mean, you're stealing from yourself. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things. Well, but but besides the fact of stealing from yourselves, how about the fact you know? And you keep saying this. Well, we're taking for ourselves. We're stealing from our own grocery stores. We're stealing from. We're not going to have any place to go buy food. How about the fact of doing something like that? Period. How about taking from the person who is trying to make an honest living? So forget about because because the way you're saying it. You're saying, well, hell, don't steal from ourselves. You know what? The people that were probably looting probably didn't live in the Gold Coast. They they probably came in from Inglewood, or they came in from 63rd and Cottage Grove, and they came into that town. So now we listen to Casanova Ace, and you know what? We're not stealing from ourselves. Fuck them. I'm stealing from everybody else. That's no bu- yeah, that, that's no knows. better. That's what no I'm, better. What I'm, what, I'm try- what, I'm to, what I'm trying to say is, uh, yeah, I mean, you move it to someplace else, but the majority is concentrated on it, the black community doing it to the point. The reason why is because it, the police are not as quick to go down into those communities to do nothing about I, it. So I, 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 th- I, I still think we got to talk about the fact that they're doing it. You're doing it. People are doing it. Whoever it is, I don't care what community community you're doing it in. It's wrong. It's not the answer. And why are you punishing? I know it's wrong. It's what? wrong no matter when you do it. No, right. I agree right. totally with that. So anyway, that that, uh, that 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 whole thing just drove me nuts when I saw that. And I I don't understand. I don't know what the hell to do. Listen, I'm I'm not a mayor. I'm not a politician. I don't know how to control all these people. But I, I tell you, I certainly hope this world comes back to uh, some semblance of order yeah. at some point because. What's going on now? It ain't right. It ain't good. It ain't good. Do you guys have those kinds of problems? No. Out there where you're at? On a small scale? No. We we have uh, knock on wood, which is uh, no. And we did have, okay, we did have some threats of it. Um, We did have some people come down. In uh, back in June, we had a terrible situation with uh, gangs from Baltimore and from other places coming down to the boardwalk and uh, uh, messing things up. I don't know if they really. I, I think they were just fighting amongst themselves. I don't know if they broke and did any looting. I don't think there was any looting going on, but there definitely was fights, and for no reason, you know, and it's scary. It it really is the the whole situation's scary, um, you know. Just a, a random person walk can walk up to anybody and just kick them and punch them and beat them up. And then there were gangs of them. There were like you know, 
uh, four, five, six people beating up on one person. So I don't care how good you might be, how tough you might be. Four or five people are going to do some damage to you, most likely. So yeah, no, definitely. You know, definitely, definitely. So it, it's a. Uh, it right now, I mean, I you know, I I feel like I'm in about as a, a good of a place as we can be in, you know, without having to move to the, you know the middle of South Dakota or something. But, which which uh, hold on, that's no better right now. Sturgis, South Dakota, you got two hundred fifty thousand bikers there. How how safe is that? I don't know if you saw that in the news. Now, you said, now is, is, is it a problem when the bikers come up there or not? We don't have – no, uh, no, no. The, uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. Sturgis is one of the uh, uh, the biggest motorcycle rally events in the country yeah. year after year. Yeah, they stopped them at some point from getting right. into, um, right. into the Sturgis area. In the, uh, at, at the Indian reservations, they were stopping them. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I, you know, I don't know what the situation like like there. I, I think that's a mistake that they let it go on. But I, again, I, it's not my decision. Uh, my decision is to stay away from it. My decision is to uh, uh, at this point, I got to be responsible for myself. Uh, I, you yeah, know, I, I can't even be. You know, well, I said it. I got to be responsible for myself and my own actions. Um, I can't even be responsible for my kids and their actions. You know, uh, fortunately. Uh, both of my kids have been really good. Uh, my daughter has been unbelievable right from the start, and my son too. Both of them were better than I was. You know, they they understood okay. it, they got it, and and they're they're being careful. So I give them credit. They're not putting themselves in a bad position, and uh, I don't understand why so many people are furious. Now, speaking of Sturgis, do you ride motorcycles? And if so, have you ever been on that ride up there? Um. So yeah, you know, I, I I used to ride motorcycles all the time. I love motorcycles. I I um, don't have one currently, and it's only because of uh, my wife. Uh, she's not as big of a fan as I am. But back in the day when I knew you, I used to ride bikes. You don't, you don't remember riding motorcycles back in? No. You know? I mean, I used to ride. I was a no. I was a biker. <laughs> I used to. I I rode to. Um. I I didn't do Sturgis. I did Daytona, in Florida. I did, oh, okay. I did that one. But there were when the year that I went. Uh, it was 1990, and there were a half. It was like an anniversary. There were a half a million people in Daytona. That's a lot of people. That's yeah, a lot no. of people. Yeah. Now that's um, during the time where uh, the 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 500 was um, racing, right? Mm, no, no, the Daytona. No, that's the Indianapolis 500. Daytona Speedway. No, it wasn't around the same time. It was. Uh, I th- I think I'm not I'm not 100%, but I think it was like like February, January, February we went out there for that event and uh, it's a big event though. I mean Daytona's Daytona and Sturgis, those are the two biggest motorcycle events. And then Ocean City has a real big one too. We have a big bike, but they got they canceled it this year. Uh you know, we probably have here in Ocean City our bike week uh probably brings in don't quote me on this, but I, I think it's 150,000, 200,000 motorcycles. Yeah, brings in a oh, lot of people, okay. and they and they had to cancel. They had some big name acts coming this year. Uh, Kid Rock was coming. Uh, George Thorogood. I forgot who else they had. Yeah, but they they've had some big names, and yeah, it's a shame they had to cancel that. But you know, it's smart. I mean, they they did it for the right reasons, and I understand it. You can't you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You either have to do it or not, and. 
you know, if it's good for one, it's got to be good for all, I guess. Or if it's good for none, it's got to be not good for any. So who knows? But that's not what we're here for today. We're not gonna we're not gonna solve those world problems. We're gonna solve what are, we had some other world problems. We're gonna solve. What was the one? Oh, I know one thing you wanted to talk about, Ace. We uh, we're doing a little, little different this time. We actually have topics. See, we did a little bit of work this time. Um, you had a topic that I think is actually a really good topic, and that is uh, discipline of kids. Right. Yeah, definitely. How were you disciplined as a kid? I did not get away with anything. And I had the fear of God and my father because he was as rough as they come. But my mother was even meaner. My mother would beat you with belt extension cords. And I don't know if you remember the little Hot Wheel, uh, Hot Wheel racing, racing track. Yep. You ever remember the, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. My mother beat you with a Hot Wheel track. Mm. I hope she didn't beat you with the. You're talking about the orange piece of track, right? The orange yeah. piece of track. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing she didn't beat you with the loop. The loop. They used to have the loop. The loop. The, they should kill the you with that. Loop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and my mother wear your wear your ass out with a Hot Wheel track. Yes. Yes. Um. And and now, if your mom did it, she, you'd be visiting her in prison right now if she did something like that. Child visiting abuse. Visiting her in prison. Right. I don't know when or where or how this came. But see, here's go, here go my biggest problem with it. It's not just what happens that don't have a behind closed doors. These commercials that they're making, and I don't know if you see them or even pay attention. They got commercials now of little kids talking crazy to their parents. No. Not familiar with it. Oh you oh my God, you 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 missing the boat. They got this one kid running away from a, the mother says, Come take another another bite and the kids running away talking about it. no. I, I'm like what in God's green planet is the world coming to? And then there's the one other commercial where the kids are sitting at the dinner table and the parents are like, "You're gonna, are you gonna eat this?" Dad go, "You're gonna eat, eat this." And then the little girl say, "Well, we'll just sit here, rolling her neck at her mama, talking about, well, we'll just sit here." I mean, I'm Wait, like. Wait, I, 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 I don't know what commercials. What are the commercials for? Well, um, one commercial was for uh, what's the macaroni? Craft macaroni, macaroni and cheese. The craft macaroni and cheese, yeah. Okay. And um, this other commercial, I, I don't know. It was it was for something similar, but I can't I can't remember um quite what it's like. But one of my what one of my favorites and I'm telling you, there's been a ton of these where um um the little girl was standing at the toilet with a toy and was looking dead at her father, looking dead at him and dropped the toy in the toilet. And, like what the hell are you gonna do about it? And what was that one for? Um I don't know. It was I, I, I think it was, uh, I, I, 
I want to say some toilet water or oh. something like that. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but that's what that's that's what happened. That that's and that's yeah, what I'm happened. I'm sure if I think about it, there'll be quite a few that have that have that have that have come, that have come to mind. But these are the kinds of commercials they're running on TV. In addition to the behavior that these kids are exuding to their parents today, as opposed to how we, well, what we didn't get away with with our parents back then. And, and you think this is part of the problem? What? Yeah. It's part of the problem. Well, well I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking you, is that what you're is that why you're bringing this up? Is is because you think this is part of the problem? I bring it up because this should not be in the existence of the lives that we're living. I'm I'm I'm, I'm good with it. Not be able, kids should not be able to act like this, and society, the government, and the police should not be enabling these little bastards. To act like this. I'm with you. So, so it comes back to parenting. You know what? Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I got an even prime example, and you're not gonna be able. You're not gonna be able to say you haven't seen this. Do you ever see an episode of Maury with these little mother with with these kids? With, with these little what you can say it. go ahead we're, remember we're on podcast you can say whatever you want you ever see an episode of Rory with these little motherfuckers no <laughs> no you get the, get the hell out of yeah, here yeah I, I have I have and you know I don't watch that stuff because it infuriates me and it also I I think it's fake and I can't even believe some of these things are real so I don't watch no. Maury I don't okay. watch okay yeah. you know what yeah. Those instances might be scripted, but what I'm trying to tell you is you really got kids and yeah. you really got instances in the world like that. The kids cussing their pads out, I, doing whatever the hell they want to do, yeah. having sex at 13, smoking, uh, 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 doing drugs, and talking, and talking crazy, and the parents are on stage crying. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I, I, I don't like it. I don't watch it. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's uh it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, I mean it's well, okay, you know. but the point the point that I'm calmly making Yes, calmly. If if I tried to do even a quarter of anything like that to my mother, I would not be on this show talking to you but, right now. But I, I get it. So so how does that uh so so well, I know we're in a different place, but what do we got to do? Got to instill this we're in, in our a different place. Okay, sure. I'm glad you said that. What place are you in? Because I mean, what, what you, 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 no. you, 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 you agree with all this? Oh no, no, no! I said we're in a di- no, no, no. We're in a different time and place. I know. I'm with you. I when I grew up, whatever the hell it was, 50 years ago. Yeah, you didn't get away with stuff like that. No, I don't know where it changed. I don't know what changed. I agree. I think that today sucks. These kids, you know, who get away with that stuff and. You know, as a parent, uh, you know, I, like I said, I look at my kids, and I, I hope we did a better job. I don't know where the problems came in, and I don't know why they think it's acceptable. Uh, media, the TV, the commercials, all that stuff, I, I don't know the commercials you're talking about, but I think the media stinks. As you know, I'm uh, anti-media, uh, e- even though I'm in it, but I'm anti-it. So, I don't know. 
I'll get it. I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I want. I want to go back to. Can we go back to a better time? Talking about the old days. Uh, do Do you um, tomorrow on on my show? We uh, we you know we normally do Funky Tuesday on Tuesdays, and we're we're changing tomorrow uh, from uh, Funky Tuesday to uh, Disco. We're gonna do Disco Tuesday tomorrow. Were you a disco guy back in the day? Uh, was I was a disco guy. I mean. I heard it, listened to it, kept up with it, but I wasn't a fan of it. You you were not a fan of disco. No, but that was a great movie though. It was. And the Bee Gees are a fantastic group. No, I, I, I agree with you. Now I I did like disco. Back. I liked the actual music, but I like some of the the deeper tracks of disco. Like there was a whole genre of it that was, you know, because I worked at the record store back in the day, and that was uh, that was a big part of our our clientele, and a big part of our music was disco back then, and it was good. I mean, okay. it was it was upbeat, it was happy, it was feel good music. Do you, do you, right? I mean, when you think about the the songs and and the stuff they did back then. Um, it, it, it's hard to find a, a a disco song that's sad or anything about you know. Um, well, here uh, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can find something here. Like like maybe like maybe this wasn't the best music for kids to be listening to. I'm just saying. It's the strength of street knowledge. No, no, hold on, not that. One. How about this one? Here? <laughs> Yeah. Could this have had something to do with putting the kids in a bad mood? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I was just looking at me. I was saying disco was a great fun time when everything was upbeat and positive. And then we started coming out with this and, and, and fuck the police and stuff like that, man. That probably set us down a bad path. I'm not blaming the music, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying that it probably had something. To, it probably put people on a bad set. You know, do you remember? Yeah, what, if you <laughs> on your way, if yeah. you on your way to settle with the few, mm-hmm. and you play that on the way down there yeah. to deal with the person, you uh-huh. on your way down there to fight. I mean, you might not have been if you were playing Funky Town. Maybe you're right. You may not have been when you're playing Funky Town. I will survive. Uh, you know, stuff like right. that. Funky Town's a good one. But I'm, I'm just, you know, we're we're turning this thing. You remember when I used to have the gym in Chicago? The Mart the, 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 the Shidokan, the gym, the gym, CFC. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so we used to, you know, we used to have uh, kids used to come in there and, and they would uh you know, we had kids classes for martial arts. And this was back in the day when the kids had this Walkman. Remember the Sony Walkmans? You remember those? Yep. Yeah. They when we used to, they used to come in there, uh Eddie used to grab their Walkmans and listen to them. He he'd listen to what they're playing. If any of those kids were playing anything like that of the NWA stuff. They were petrified. They were petrified. He would check it, and they couldn't listen to stuff like that. It was just a very negative vibe. We, we, uh, they were more afraid. Those kids were more afraid of Eddie and the instructors over at the gym. And and their uh, that was a good thing. Good martial arts teaches you good discipline. 
And you weren't allowed to listen to that right. stuff back then. We were, we were trying our best to set these kids on the right path. Who are they looking up to now? I don't know. They used to look up to the senseis and the instructors and guys like me, I guess. I don't know. But got to put kids on the right path. I don't know how I got into that from NWA but uh, <laughs> or from disco. But going back to the disco thing, you weren't a disco guy. You weren't a dancer? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Do you remember, did, did, did you ever go to any of those clubs in Chicago back then? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been to Studio 54, I've been to Roseland, uh-huh. uh, but, no, in, in New York, the, the most right, right, iconic, right, right. Uh, iconic disco club there was, I've been to them a few times, yeah. Okay. okay. But that wasn't your scene? No, it was no, it was it wasn't. Okay. Uh, t- tomorrow is going to be a fun one if you get a chance to listen to our show tomorrow playing old disco songs classics okay hmm. that's a good stuff like name a few you're going to play uh, well you know what we, we started talking about it like and it's it's just a, a good song we started talking about Casey and the Sunshine Band that was one of the things we got into you know we were, we oh, had yeah, a little our, there. Yeah. that's what we played today um but then I was talking about, let's see if you remember this song. Let's see if you remember this. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you'll remember it. Sound familiar at all? Come on, music. Come on, words. No, no, yeah, no. I, I, I know it. Shake it up, shake it down. Shake it down. This is that, that was good stuff. Disco Lady Johnny Taylor. That was one we were talking about. So I definitely will play that song. That's a good song. That's a good disco song. I don't know. I'm sure if I went to a uh, a list of Top disco songs. Gloria Gaynor's got to be up there, right? Will I Will Survive? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else they have on. on... Oh, there's a good Disco Inferno. Chic LaFreak was a good song. Uh, uh, Thelma Houston, don't, let, don't Leave Me This Way. Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. Michael Jackson had, you know, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I guess that fits in there. Um, yep. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Just talked about that one. Uh, 35 best disco songs ever, according to Billboard magazine. Wow. What the, what's the best disco song ever? According to, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm not saying it's the best disco song ever, but uh, I do like this song. You, you remember this one, Donna Summers? Yep. That was a good one. The, the other, I was thinking of uh, yeah. uh, uh, the other Down to Summer song I was thinking of was this one. This was a great disco song. Love to Love You, Baby. Oh, what about Love to Love the Baby? That's what I'm playing. That's what this is. Okay. That was a good, that was a good song. Yeah. Yeah, no, Donna Summer. Donna uh, Summer was great. Donna Summer was great, yeah. Uh, I mean, she had a lot of good stuff. Hot stuff on the radio was good. She, she had tons of good stuff. Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire had some good stuff. Uh, 
man, there there was a lot of there was just a lot of good music back then. Chic, the freak, dance, dance, dance. Tomorrow's gonna be a blast. I, I'm not. I don't even have to prepare my show because we're doing all disco tomorrow. It's gonna be a disco marathon. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Oh, why is this one playing? Get into that stuff. Isn't that isn't that un- un- unbelievable? We had the uh, uh, the former president and CEO of CBS Radio in the studio with us today, and you know he's um, not, no. Dan Mason. Not letting. Not left move. Who, no, he who, worked who, for uh, this guy. Uh, Dan Mason was his name. Les Les was actually his boss. He uh, uh, Dan oh, okay. Dan Mason was um, the CEO of President CEO of CBS Radio, and uh, Les Moonves was the president of C- CBS. So, right. This guy worked just below him. Um, and you know, we were talking about that stuff, and you know, he gets the fact how unusual it is that we get to do what we do uh, in our situation. Nobody else gets to do that in radio. You know, the, everything else is so uh, controlled right now by people, and yet we still have one of the very few ever stations that you're allowed to do what we do. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now, what's the difference between you, know, you guys and the masses? Oh, uh, the difference in us? We we're uh, independent. We're independently owned. Oh. Okay. So uh, yeah, like my, you met Layton before. He he owns the radio station. Yeah, of course, I, of course, I met, I met Layton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, so the the fact that there's nobody atop of him, uh, uh, you know, they don't have a corporate structure where it says uh, Layton, your music has to be programmed by these people, and they right. have to, okay. and you have to play uh, uh, seven songs an hour that are in the top forty, and you have to do this. We we don't have that, so it's a. It's, you still run the place. You still run the place. Run it right into the ground every day. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, I do. What, what What do you know about radio? I mean, uh, you, 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 got, you have gotten away, you've gotten away with being a personality for years. What, do, wait, what, what, do, I, what do I know about radio? Yeah, you've gotten away with being a personality forever. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I grant you that. It's well, just, what the hell do you know about radio to run a station? Nothing. Oh, yeah, you are there. That's the But but I, I, but I'm not. But you both know. Well, they, I don't know. I don't know any damn thing about running a radio. But it's a business. I know how to run a business. Oh, okay. Okay, you got something coming in this side, something coming in that side. The only difference is my job and my my way of thinking was um, if you. You know, while I maybe I'm not good at running a business, but I said in the radio world, if you build a good product, they're going to listen. If they listen to you, okay, I'll tell you what I learned. I'll tell you how I ran it, the station. And I, I got lucky to have a boss that let me do it this way. Okay, so my theory was when I walked in there is, well, radio is a lot about the music. There's no question about it. But I said uh, the difference between us is, is we are personality radio. And we're driven by personalities. Drive the, you know, uh, that's what the connection is to the listeners. Um, we play great music. Our our music is not your everyday run of the mill music. We play. We're a, a triple A station, which is like an adult. Well, triple A stands for adult all album alternative, but we we do more than that. And we do the reggae thing. So our music selection is is second to none. No nobody plays anything like we do. Um, and then my thing is just connect with the people. And as far as my uh, connection with everybody is be honest. 
just be honest. If if I'm telling you to to this, this is the best pizza place I've ever been to, or or that's the best Chinese restaurant, I better be honest with them. Not just because they're advertising, because then you're gonna go there and go like, you know what? I'll believe these guys. Now all of a sudden you build a following, you build a, a reputation of being honest with people, and and um, and doing that, and a reputation of hard work. And I think that uh, I think that's what built our business. So there, how's that for what I know about radio? Works now. Do most of the uh, do a lot of the businesses in Ocean City advertise with you guys? I, I would have to say yes, they do. Well, not just not just Ocean City. We go up and we go up and down uh, Del Marva, all the way up, you know, uh, up and down the coast. So, yeah, oh, I, I think they do. And uh, sure, you know, you have a, you know, I, I guess you want more, but it's um, fortunately for us. Uh, is, is the fact that it's not just about the bottom line. Hey, listen, if it was just about the bottom line of that radio station, I would have lasted there two years. They would have said, shut these doors because this is a loser. <laughs> but he, but he, uh, he's a visionary and he sees a lot more. So do I. I there's a lot more to this station than, uh, than just the bottom line money. You know, so, so hey, that, just one more question and we'll both move on. How the hell did you get this job anyway? How did I get this job? Sheer luck, man. Just sheer luck. I answered an ad in the paper. Okay. All right. I asked you. No, I did not. I'm kidding. I I didn't answer an ad in the paper. I know that. Yeah, I know. Leighton came to St. Martin? Yeah. Yeah. I met Leighton. Yeah, Leighton and I met in St. Martin. And uh, and we just became friends. And then he just called me out of the blue after I left the island. And he kind of laid it out there. And I was like, well, you know. I would have to be out of my mind to turn this one down. Nobody in their right mind. It's the I still say I got the greatest job in radio. So I'll I'll leave that oh, at, okay. at that. Yeah. So Yep, that's how I got it. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I always wondered how you how you uh wound up to Saint Martin. Well that uh, Saint Martin the Saint Martin thing was uh actually due to Shidokan. Uh I don't know if you remember a couple of the fighters we had. Uh, Jerry Morris and and uh, Marco London. I don't know if you remember those names, but those. I remember uh, Marco London. Yeah, yeah, I remember Marco London. So Marco London, he was uh, Jerry Jerry Morris, and Marco London. They were uh, two of our champions, uh, repeat champions. And I said, you know what, the hell with it. I said, let's go take the fight to them. Instead of doing it in Chicago, I was going to have the fight in the Caribbean. I went down to the Caribbean to set up a fight. You know, it was really funny too because when I went down there, I, I had uh, contracts and stuff with ESPN and. And and uh, pay per view and, and stuff. So I had gone there. Uh, uh, Marco set up meetings for me. I went down there. I flew down, and I met with the head of tourism from both sides of the island. And I had these meetings, and it was funny because I, you know me, I wore a suit and tie, and and down there nobody yeah. wore anything more than shorts, and maybe a maybe a casual shirt or something like that, and a pair of khakis. But here yeah, I was down the right. I was down the island with a suit and tie when I'm having these meetings with this guy. These guys, and I am asking them, because I had done the breakdown of what kind of advertising they would get and what kind of, uh, what the dollars were worth to have that kind of exposure uh, in the island. And I think I was asking both sides of the island for maybe like $50,000 each. You know, and, and, and if you think about it, back in those days, $100,000 to be on TV was like nothing. You know, that, that was not asking for a lot of money. And right. th- then I moved down to the island, and I found out both sides of that island were broken. <laughs> they couldn't pay their bills. I was like, oh, I'm asking these guys for $50,000 each like it was nothing. Um, 
But so in doing that, when I went for the fight, and I, I got a venue, and then I had made a, uh, I, I said, well, I'm going to need a media partner, you know, to save some money. I said, so I need a radio station, a TV station, and a newspaper uh, to go in with. Because if you remember, uh, that's what I did in Chicago. I had, that's how I met Mancow. Yeah. I, I had the radio station there. And so I, um, I went into, uh, I went and met with Glenn Cardi. You remember Glenn over there at Laser 101? How could I forget Glenn Cardi? And, and so I went and I, I met Glenn. I said, all right, well, here's the deal. You know, you guys will be the official radio station for this, and, and all we need is some commercials. And, and, then, I had, and then we set up with the, uh, the Daily Herald was my newspaper, and they came on board. And then I said to Marco, I said, what about a TV station? Because <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> so I said, oh, okay. So we didn't get a TV. So uh, in our conversations with Glenn, that's where it all began. And we started talking. And I, I said, you know, I, I, I love doing radio. You know, I love radio. I've loved radio ever since the, back in, you know, I was hanging around the loop in the 70s. And I said, man, it's great. We started talking. He said, well, if you ever want to come down here, you could be on the radio. You could have a, your own radio show. And and really, one thing led to another. Uh, Nancy and I always had a dream of living in the Caribbean. Um, so okay. I, I called her up and I said, honey, we could do it. Let's go for one year. We'll go to the Caribbean. And that's, that's kind of that's how it all started. We just went down there and I started doing the radio thing. And, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. So, yeah. Did Glenn ever get up the hill to set up that huge antenna he bought? But it was just sitting there. Do you remember? You remember that thing? You had that giant antenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he did. It's uh, it's up on the hill. Yeah. Okay. See. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Glenn's Glenn's a good dude, man. He uh, he was a hardworking guy. Definitely a hardworking guy. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I yeah. You know, so I I guess uh, in a way everything the the you know the balls just rolled in place. Now, how many more years do you see yourself doing this? Uh, well, particularly on the radio side. Well, here's here's the deal with that. Um, why why would I ever stop doing something like this? Is I guess what it comes down to. Every every day you get up and you get to do what you love doing. So why would I stop it? It doesn't make sense. Uh, I'll do it as long as they let me, or the day that I stop having fun. So it's going to be those two oh, things. Okay. It's either going to be, it's going to be a decision that that they don't want me there, or it's going to be the day that I I don't have fun doing it anymore. So th- those are the those are the two scenarios. Yeah. You know, you got a summer vacation plan because uh, yeah, we all need to know that so we'll know when um, you are you know do, taking do, a break. Do I have a summer vacation plan? Yeah. No, isn't the summer almost over? What month is it? It's. It, <laughs> it's okay. So, so check this out. The other day, I was driving. Uh, I was driving my car, and I, I have a, um, a a Range Rover. So it's a British British car, right? So you know how they yeah. like we write like August tenth would be eight ten twenty, whereas they would write it ten eight twenty. You know they write the day first. Okay. You know that, right? So the other day I was driving the car and it was on the seventh. So it said seven eight twenty on on the dashboard, and I looked at it and I, I was like, oh okay, it's July eighth, and I didn't even think twice about it. I said okay, so I just rolled along on July eighth and I started thinking. I go, wow, Fourth of July was that? And I said, oh no no no, wait, it's August seventh. I was so messed up. I don't know. So when you say a summer vacation, the answer is no. 
I don't have a, a summer vacation planned. Do no. you? Uh, no. <laughs> Not that you, I know of. I, I mean, you, you know what? You, what? For, for you, you're in Ocean City, so you can vacation all the time. I mean, you live on the beach, don't you? Close enough. Okay. Close enough. But yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, but, you but but not not. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time down there, especially this time of year. It's too crowded. But right now, it's it's oh, you know, okay. th- things are weird down here this year. So it's not. Uh, but I'm not usually a beach person anyway. I don't have. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm never been one to just go lay out on the beach. Like I need to. You know me. I like to be doing things. I don't like to be sitting around. Yeah. Nah. Can't sit around. Yeah. I mean, you you playing golf? Or, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I play a lot of golf. Yeah, that I do. You know, setting up the next million. Trying. <laughs> Trying to set them up and knock them down. Hey, I found yeah, something. Yeah. I, I found something, uh, a clip of something the other day. I, let me see if I could uh, play. Let me, let, me try to, let me try to cue this up a second. You'll remember this. Listen. Hold on. Check it out. Wait, we're live at Subway Simpson Bay, and Jared is the guy who lost 245 pounds when you were 420 ah. pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you sit around the house and play a lot of video games? I did. I yeah. was doing that. I'll tell you what else I got into, especially in college, was the internet. Internet. Um, AOL was just like the greatest thing. In the you world. ain't kidding, Jared. <laughs> you remember that, um, Ace? Yes, I remember that. Out and my, <laughs> that we have to distance ourselves real fast. Man, that was, and and I, I got you on here too. You're the guys in the chat rooms telling the you girl, know, yeah, I'm 185 hey, pounds hey, and muscular. I would say I was 200 pounds. Come on, you know. Don't okay. you know. Did you ever meet a girl off the internet? No. Liar. <laughs> Liar, Jared, you little creep, you pedophile, you. Creepy dude. Yeah. Yeah. Here, hold on. I'll tell you where, where you're, you're at. You're in here somewhere. Hold on. You know, it was one of those things that... You know, she, she would have seen what I uh, was describing myself as, and she would have said, all right, well, where's this guy that I was talking to the whole time? Yeah, exactly. It would have been bad. But, you know, it was tough. I mean, it was it, that was sort of interesting. When I was that heavy, though, to go on the Internet, it completely reversed a relationship because usually when you meet somebody for the first time, the first thing they see is your appearance, whereas here I was getting to go on the Internet where the, the last thing they would have actually seen exactly. was my appearance, which no. was sort of cool. See, now, on the other hand, our buddy over here, Casanova Ace, and and right now, can I tell you, folks, if you come oh, by Oh, the- boy, oh, boy. How about this, huh? We are uh, live at Subway Simpson Bay. You can come by here. Casanova Ace is here with us. Anyway, he's in here with us. And Ace, 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 because you like it. Ace, you don't have a problem hitting on women. Nope. And you don't have a problem stripping your clothes off. I'm dead sexy. He thinks he is. You ever seen the All right, there you go. So that's a – you're dead sexy, Ace. I thought you liked that clip. I found that clip the other day. I said, oh, oh, I got I got to play that for you. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Huh? Uh, you could do this next week. Do you have any of the Steve Calamari interviews that we're all on? So, so hilarious. So here's the thing with Steve Calamari, okay? Um, I'm trying to find a copy of that movie. That It's the crappiest movie. It's the, it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. He was a scumbag. Oh, movie. Yeah, there it was. T- it was awful. But I'm trying to find the stuff. Um, where we we did a we had a, a, a situation at the house where we had the little water damage, and we wound up having to redo the whole house because of it. And 
all this stuff. Um, so I was cleaning out some stuff, and I found all my old mini discs. Remember, I used to record the yeah. show on mini discs. But I've got to yep. buy a new mini disc player. So I'm probably going to buy a player just because uh, I need it because I have all these things. And I'm going to get into it, and I'm going to try to find the old stuff. And, yeah, I will have tapes of everything. Like the day I called Calamari right. out and the whole deal. It was it was that was awesome stuff. So. Man, that was some of the best funniest radio segments we had. We had a bunch of them. Oh my God, those were hilarious. Yep. So I'll 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 get that squared away. <laughs> I'll get it squared away. There ain't no doubt about it. We'll... Yeah, yeah, if y'all if you guys don't know who Steve Calamari is, you gonna know by the time we get done because I mean you wanna talk about some funny shit. Man. <laughs> Were you in the studio the day when I dropped the bomb on him? And I, I, I believe so I was. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm almost sure I was. That, that was that was the day I said, Steve, I just looked him straight in the eye and I said, Steve, you, there's no movie. He said, What? I said, you're not making a movie. I said, you're making this whole thing up. You're a con artist. You're a scum. You're a, a, a scam artist. You're a con man. And you're trying to con the whole island. And this guy looked across the board at me like, what are you doing? And and then he went out and he he uh, he said, I ruined his life. Yeah. No, but he was he was uh, trying yeah. to ruin everybody else's life. So, yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, no, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't in the studio that day because... I, I told him, I said, I, I told him, I remember what I told him. I said, all you got to do is just take a copy of this script in front of a judge and plead insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was some bad stuff. All right. Well, anyway, let's wrap uh, episode four, Bulldog and Kaz, the podcast. Episode four. You can dance your way out of this one, Ace. Come on. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bulldog and Kaz, the podcast, episode four. Shoot me an uh, email if you want, bulldog at ocean98.com, if you guys want us to talk about anything next week. See ya.